discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatin as Christ is magnified in you. Let me show you some more. So there are various views on holiness. You see how interest like the place has become very quiet. So a lot of men of God have been struggling with a lot of schools of thoughts have struggled with this particular concept of sanctification for a very long time. We have various schools of thoughts. So I want to show you some of the schools of thoughts and, and conclude it for you as your pastor. You see, I'm your, I'm your pastor. I'm teaching you the word of God. So I'll conclude it for you. The first one is, the first view on holiness is the view of Wesley. It's called John Wesley's a sinless perfection. Okay? John Wesley's sin, sinless perfection. Sinless. You know John Wesley? If you've ever been to Methodist, you know uh, uh, Wesley. John Wesley's sinless perfection. So he said that, and he started the holiness movement. There's a movement called the holiness Holiness movement. Okay? And he described holiness or sanctification as being sinless. See no evil, hear no evil, touch no evil, feel no evil, say no evil, do no evil, taste no evil, think no evil. Everything you know, no evil, everything you can think about. Because it starts from Abstain from every appearance of evil. It's in the scriptures. He has scriptural basis. He didn't just say something. Yeah. And Wesley had results. Why? Because of the holiness thing. Sinless perfection. What he was saying was that a Christian can be perfect. No sin. Like Christ. Then they get into the moral aspects of the law. It must reflect in your dressing. That is why some people wear long cassock. Long dress, tie your hair, no earring, no, no, a lot of things. So it's been the holiness movement has gone into a very wild aspect as well. No movie theater, you can't go to the movies, you can't, you can't listen if the music is reggae and it's even gospel, you can't listen to it. If it is rap, all this rap that you are doing, you are, you are like you're off. According to Wesley, you are off, and all the holiness, you are off, cry, you are, you are not correct. Like nothing of this world. Do you understand? You can't wear makeup. You can't do some things. Yes. No trousers. All the ladies who are wearing trousers. Why are you wearing guys' things? No, no, no. You can't wear touche. You can't wear some things. So, Methodist is better now. It's way better. But at first, you, you can't do some things. You can't do some things. Pure. I mean, holy. holy. You can't say some things. You can't. No, 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 no. Holiness. So it's, it's, you are holy. Okay? So in some churches, if you're a lady, you can't sit in front. No matter who you are, you will not be allowed. You can't sit in the first one, two, three rows. Even now, there are some churches like that. You can't sit first three rows. You can't. Sit at the back so I don't open your legs in the church. See no evil, hear no evil. Do no evil, taste no evil. Touch no evil. Are you in the church? So holiness was described, it was more outward than inward. More outward than inward. Even though Wesley began it with inward, those who picked it up made it look more outward. You get it? So another group rose up. They are called the Brethren Movement. The Brethren Movement knew the word of God more than any group that has ever existed in the world. They knew the Bible more than any group. They prayed 100 years non-stop. Very, very high, wild guys. They, they planted a church in every corner of the world, including Ghana. Yes, every corner of the world. They prayed 100 years non-stop. 
a hundred year chain, prayer chain, non-stop. You start praying, your grandchildren come and continue praying. I just pray. That's powerful. Very well prayer. It was a prayer chain that never stopped for hundred years. Yeah. So they also came and said that no, holiness cannot be what this holiness movement people are saying. That's sinless perfection. Because uh, they describe holiness as holiness is a positional change. So Wesley said sinless perfection, isn't it? The brethren movement. Brethren. The brethren movement said that holiness is a positional change. Holiness is a positional change. It has nothing to do with sin. Okay? Why? Because of Genesis chapter 2 verse 3. According to the law of first mention, it's a, it's a scriptural, biblical law. You, when you want to study the Bible very well, you must find out where a particular word was used first in the Bible. It says a lot about that particular, the usage of that particular word. So Genesis chapter 2 verse 3 is the first time the word sanctified or holy is used in the Bible. And there was no sin in the world. After Genesis chapter 2, there was no sin in the world. Sin came in Genesis chapter 3. But it was used in Genesis chapter 2. So how come? If it is with reference to sin, how come it is used there? Do you get it? So they said that, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. The word sanctified is what? Holy. He made it holy. Because that in, in it, he had rest. He had rested from all his work, which God created and made. So holiness is positional. So they described holiness as against commonness. To be holy means not to be common. To be holy means to be taken out of everyone and brought out, out of everything. You are special. You are, you are, you are different. Unto God. I hope you understand. Not, it has nothing to do with sin. It has everything to do with the position. Before he was, as he was he was common. Let's say all of us are common. Sit down, please. He was common. But then when he's taken away from everybody to a different position, he's now uncommon. So holiness is uncommonness. Holiness is not against, the opposite of holiness is not sinlessness, but the opposite of uh, holiness is commonness. When I finish, I'll ask you which one is true. You can take your seat. So God, God took, there were seven days, God took the seventh out of the seven and made it sanctified. He made it special. So that became holy. I hope you understand. Then they used Matthew chapter 23 verse 17 as well. Go to Matthew 23 verse 17. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifieth the gold. Okay, go up. You don't understand the scripture. Go up. Woe unto ye blind guys, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple is a debtor. If the person swears, if the person swears by the temple, it's nothing. But if he swears by the gold, the money inside, he owes money, he has to bring money. They were doing that just for money. And Jesus said, You fools, you call them fools. So it's good to call people fools, eh? According to the scriptures. Yeah, you realize someone is a, he's fooling and you are, you are just a fool. You fools and blind, for whether is greater the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? Of course, it is the temple, is the, is the temple, the temple sanctifies the gold, not the gold. Next verse, look at the next verse. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing, but whosoever swear by the gift that is upon it, is, he is guilty. Next verse. This is what the Pharisees were saying. Ye fools and blind, for whether it's greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift. It is the altar that sanctifies the gift. Isn't it? Huh. The gold, gold is in the earth. If gold is in the earth and you take it out of the earth and you bring it out, it is common. But immediately you bring it to the temple and give it to God. It is now set apart unto God. It is holy. So the temple is what sanctifies the gold. When the gold is outside the temple, it is common. It is normal gold. But when it enters the temple, it is now holy gold. So in the temple, there were a lot of things. There were spoons, there were plates, flagons, oil, all those things. They were described as sanctified unto God. Let me read something to you from the Dix Bible. Because Dix goes along this line. Can I read it to you? Where's my phone? So, um, Dix says, Sin is not necessarily involved in sanctification. Not necessarily. Because the word means setting apart. I've told you. Material things and holy persons that are not sinful or that have had no old man. You know the old man, right? The sin nature in them can be and have been sanctified. For instance, 
when the plates were brought into the into the temple, it was clear sanctified. The, the plates have old men, old money. They didn't have. They were not sinners. The plates and the forks that were used in the temple were not sinners. But when they were brought before God, because of their position, they were sanctified. Are you getting it? Someone like God, for instance. God is the, God is sanctified. Christ is sanctified. Let me show you some scriptures. So he says that ah, Charlie, the thing. Material things and holy persons that are not sinful or that have had no old man in them can be and have been sanctified. If sin is not involved in the person or thing set apart, then no sin is cleansed in the process of setting apart. Have you seen it? But if sin and filth are involved in a person or a material thing to be set apart or to God, then such must be dealt with to make it presentable to God. So it is not the first, sin is not the first thing in consideration when we are talking about sanctification. But if the thing going to be set apart to God has sin in it, then it is one in consideration. I don't know if you are, if you are making it, if you are getting it. Okay, so he gives examples. Okay, he, he, he has put two together. And I'm going to put all of them together for you after everything. Okay, so material things set apart, which have been sanctified, which are sanctified. Let me show you. Bread. Look at First Samuel chapter 21, verse 5. Bread. Bread was sanctified unto God. The show bread. Eh? The show bread is bread. It's normal bread. But as soon as it comes to the temple, it becomes holy bread. And David answered the priest and said unto him, Of a truth, women have, kept, have been kept from us about these three days since I came out. And the vessels of the young men are holy. And the bread is in a manner common. Yea, though it were sanctified this day in the vessel. It's sanctified when he enters the temple, David was coming to, he came to the priest and needed food. And the priest said that there's no food. The only food that is left is the one that is for God, in front of God. And he said, we'll give it to us. We've sanctified, we've, we are not, we've not done any foolish thing. We've not slept with women in the last three days. Just three days. He said, we've not slept with women for the last three days. So, we are holy, bring it. And he had the bread and he became fine. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. So, bread is one of them. For instance, uh, the tabernacle and its furnitures. Exodus chapter 29, verse 43. Look at Exodus 29, 43. It's a long read, all the way to chapter 30. All the way to chapter 30, verse, uh, verse 29. But we can't read it, so we'll just read some one or two. And there will I meet with the, with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. The, te- the tabernacle is was sanctified by the glory of God. The tent, the tent had not sinned, but it was sanctified. Go on, you see plenty. And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar. The altar was sanctified. I will sanctify also both Aaron and his sons, who were human beings, to minister to me in the priest's office. If you go on, you see plenty where sanctified, 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 plenty. And it was mainly in relation to things. Can I show you some more? Holy persons have been sanctified who never had an old man in them. For instance, Christ, Jesus Christ himself. John chapter 10, verse 36. John 10, 36. Say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified. This is Jesus talking. Say ye of whom, whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world. Thou blasphemest because I said I am the Son of God. He had been sanctified. Jesus didn't have an old man. Jesus was not a sinner. Hmm? Jesus was not a sinner. Second Corinthians 5 verse 21. Look at Second Corinthians 5 21. Read it to me. One to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you seen it? So he was not, he was not, but he was called, he was sanctified. There are other places that I can show you, but let's go on. So that's the brethren movement definition of what? Holiness, okay, or sanctification. Is it a powerful definition? Then, the next one is the Lord's recovery group. The Lord's recovery. The Lord. The Lord's recovery. The Lord's recovery. And they said that holiness is a dispositional change. <laughs> a dispositional change. Dispositional change. In other words, a change in nature. Okay? A change in what? A dispositional change, which means a change in nature. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? There are so many schools of thought. I'll just give you this story. 
a dispositional change. In other words, our old man was dispositioned and a new man positioned. And that new man is created in holiness, is created after the image of God in true holiness and righteousness. That, they pick their scripture from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. Ephesians 4, 23 to 24. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, next verse, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So the new man is created in God in righteousness and true holiness. So the new man is holy, like I've described to you before, even. Uh-huh. Now, which one is right? Wesley's sinless perfection, the brethren movement's positional change, or the law's recovery's dispositional change? Which one is true? All of them are true. All of them are true. Per what I've told you and showed you from the scriptures before I mentioned these things. All of them are true. Okay? So let me show you. He says, I wrote this. All are true in various aspects. The new creation is holy because of his nature and his position in Christ. He's holy because of his nature and his position in Christ. Nature which conforms to what these people said, the Lord's recovery people said. And position which conforms to what the brother movement said. Okay? Uh, I hear. The new creation is holy because of his nature and his position in Christ, but must grow and advance in holiness, according to Wesley. I get it. Uh-huh. He must grow and increase in holiness. So all the three are true. Are true. They are. They are true. They are true. Hallelujah. So let me show you how you can increase in sanctification. So this is the main message. Okay. How you can increase in sanctification. Romans chapter 6 verse 19 to verse 20. We must increase in righteousness. We must increase in holiness rather. Not righteousness. Holiness. We must. I speak, this is Paul talking. He says, I speak after the, after the man of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members servants to uncleanness. Servants to what? What does holiness have to do with? Setting apart from profaneness or unclean things and dedicating to God. So that is what is under discussion here. I hear it. I speak after the man of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity. Hmm? As you have. This is your past. Says, oh, look at how you were. Without Christ, you were just doing all kinds of things. Hmm? All kinds of things. Even if Ephesians chapter, look at Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1. Ephesians 2 1. And you have he quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Next verse. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. There's something called the course of this world. There's, listen, there, there, there's a stream flowing in this world. There's a stream of promiscuity. There's a, there's a stream of pleasures. What? Youthful lust. There's a stream of doing whatever you desire and whatever you want. It's flowing. Say it's flowing. flowing. And if you're not careful to flow with you, or you flow with it. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Next verse. Among whom also we all had our conversation. We had our lifestyles in times past. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and why by nature the children of wrath, even as others. By nature the children of wrath. But by God's grace, you are out now. Because you are out now, you shouldn't engage yourself in that any longer. That's what he's saying. So go back to the one in Romans. Romans chapter 6, verse 19, what we're reading. I speak after the man, man of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members' servants to uncleanness, those things are unclean, and to iniquity unto iniquity. Even so now, now that you are born again, yield your members' servants to righteousness. And it leads you unto holiness. In other words, the more righteousness conscious you are, the more you walk, the more you grow in your holiness. The more righteousness conscious you are, the more you increase in your holiness. If you know that you are for God, 
if you know that you are accepted before God, if you know that God, Christ has been made righteousness unto you, and therefore you cannot, you, sin has been taken away, then it will promote you along the lines of holiness. Look at the next verse, verse, verse 20. Are you here? Yeah. For when you were the servants of sin, you were, not now, now you are not. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. He's discussing two things at the same time, righteousness and then holiness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. The end of sin is death. Next verse. But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness. And the end of the fruit of holiness is everlasting life. Not eternal life that we have. There's, there are dimensions of the, the uh, eternal life. Okay? There's eternal life in the present now. And then there's eternal life in the life to come. Where did I preach it? I preached it somewhere. Was it in who as well? Is it? Yeah. There's eternal life in the life to come. Are you in the, are you in the church? <laughs> so he says that your holiness, eh, you have your fruit unto holiness. And the end of your holiness is everlasting life. So we must increase and progress in it. Okay? Let me show you some more scriptures. I just want to show you and then I'll give you how. How you can live a holy life. What do you think? 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 also tells us that we must progress in, in holiness. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. Having the seal. This is the foundation of God. It stands sure and it has this seal in it. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from what? Iniquity. Depart from iniquity. You can't be in iniquity and you think that you are for the Lord. No. Next verse. It says that the foundation of the Lord standeth sure. Having this seal in it. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. And some to honor and some to dishonor. Next verse. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. What? Sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. So your holiness, your sanctification is what makes God have the opportunity to use you or not to use you. That is why John Wesley was used by God the way he was because he believed in sinless perfection. That is why people like Oedipo is being used by God because he believes. You know, Oedipo's church, if you're a lady, you can't sit in front. First three seats, you can't. If you come in the church and you have dressed some way, they will nicely put you in a certain corner. Nicely. Oh, my sister, please come. We have a special seat for you. God bless you. Come. They'll put you in a corner. Until you, the word of God is, is spoken to you and then you are worked on. Uh-huh. Deeper life. Why do you think deeper life has gone, 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 gone? Holiness. A lot of people don't preach it now. A lot of people preach, we are sanctified. The first part. So you can do whatever. It's not true. You can't do whatever you want to do. Because if you do whatever you want to do, God cannot use you. God cannot use you. And your blessings will delay. Do not be this. God is not more. more. Whatsoever man so that shall he reap. Hallelujah. So you can't be fornicating and think that the anointing of God, it may be there, but God will not use you much. No. It's the truth. The power of God will not be given to you in a certain dimension. You may have the power of God by its fake. You are doing things God does not like. Let me show you more. First Thessalonians chapter 4 from verse 1. This is the bullet. It's the bullet of the message. First Thessalonians chapter 1. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you. Since we beseech you, we are talking, we are. You understand beseeching, we are asking, we are warning, we are pushing you. And exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk, he showed them how they ought to live their lives. And to please God, so you would abound more and more. Abound and increase more and more in what we showed you. What did they show him? What did he show them? Next verse. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. Read the rest. Even your sanctification. He's not talking about the first one, the instantaneous one. This is a progressive one. This is the one you do something about. He says, for this is the will of God. Even your sanctification. What does it mean? 
that ye should abstain from fornication. You should abstain from fornication. Because out of all the wrong things, that's the summit. There are a lot of things included, but this is the summit of it. This is what prevents you from going on with God. That you should abstain from fornication. Next verse. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel. Which vessel? This vessel. Why? Because this is what God is living inside. God is not living inside something else. He's living inside this body. So every one of you should know how to possess. That's why we don't have techniques for, for running away from, from fornication. You should know how. You should know that me, as for me, if I see a lady's thighs, that is the end. If I see a guy's chest, that is the know how. Do you understand the message that I'm preaching? Like, know how. Don't behave as Steve. Man, know thyself. Don't behave. Don't make mistakes. You know you're attracted to, to big girls, thick, tall ladies. Yet every time you are hugging them, touching them, brother, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Next verse. Not in the last of concupiscence. We don't understand. Let's read other verses. When we mention concupiscence, I realize that, hey, pastor, we don't know what you're talking about. Not abusing it, as is so common among those who know, not, who know nothing to God. Other versions, please. Not to be used in the passion of lust, like the heathen. The passion of lust. Your, your, your passion is lust every time. Like when you check what you've thought about during the day, 90% is lust. Lust of money, lust of the flesh, all kinds of lust. Who are ignorant of the true God and have no knowledge of him. Okay? Next verse. Go, go to the next verse. King James, please. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. So fraud, fraud is also one of the main things that affects your sanctification. He mentions his he, very specific. That no man should go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. Why? Because I saw the scripture recently, again, as I was reading it. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I, I need to use this scripture for something. This is because the Lord is the avenger of all such. All those who defraud people, the Lord will avenge those you have defrauded against you. Because that the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also have forewarned you and testified. There were testimonies along that lines already. Next verse. For God. Read this one to me. One to go. Read it once again. God has not called us unto uncleanness. Please. He has not called us. It's not, it's not pastor so. Us. Every one of us. He's not called us unto uncleanness. He says, come out of them. Be ye clean. And I'll accept you. Go back to that place. First Corinthians chapter 6. You remember? Second Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 17 now. Second Corinthians 6, 17. He says, wherefore? Look at verse 16. So that we come to verse 17. And what arguments are the temple of God with idols? Remember I read the scripture to you. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, because God has said this, come out from among them. Because this is the cause of the world. This is what is happening around. Haven't you noticed? People are watching porn like they are mad. Masturbating like they are mad. God can't use you much. There's a level you can't go to. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's a hard truth, but we have to say it. There are things that a lot of people have accepted. Oh, this is my little demon that I work, I work with. This is a sin that so easily besets me. I know. It's in the scripture. I have accepted him. It's the thorn in my flesh. And we are together. I'm a thief. I know. I still smoke, smoke. I'm a scammer. I know. I smoke weed every now and then. But I'm used by God mightily. So it's, it's not much. I've tried to stop it for a very long time. But it's not stopping. So I will shell it, smoke, smoke. Mashily, few, few. Then I'll come and do the all night. 
So there are people who are leading all night and leading prophetic things. Who are we smokers? They are we smokers. They are humanizers. One prophet said to a friend of mine, he said, I should be able to have sex with somebody who is not your wife. And prophesy immediately. The person said it to prophet them. Told him, I prophet, you're a prophet. Oh, you should. I want to father you. And I want to show you one of the things you can be doing. You can have sex with someone who you are not married to. And immediately you prophesy. That shows your level of anointing. Charlie, a friend of mine sat amongst some pastors who were talking about the number of ladies they had slept with in the church. It was, it was catastrophic for him. He could not believe it. And we were telling him, why, why, why is he, be, why, you, why, you've not done something before? You've not done something before? Hey, why are you surprised? How many of you want God to use you? How many of you want to see God on that day? Like when you go, you see him. When you enter heaven, the first person you are introduced to is God. Yeah. He says, without holiness, you shall not see God. We must perfect holiness in the fear of the Lord. Yeah. How many of you know Paulinenche? He's built a 100,000 seat auditorium in, 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 in Abuja. 100,000. He took a microphone and said, listen, some people are not popular. They don't talk about holiness. I'm a pure breed of holiness. I'm a pure breed of the holiness movement. So don't say that oh, this holiness movement is true. It's a scriptural. Ah, am I not reading scriptures to you? Yes. If you purge yourself from these things, you shall be sanctified. Shall be, be a vessel of, of, of honor, sanctified unto, the, unto every good work. God will use you for every good work. That was why when some, one, one man of God was, was accused of adultery. Then he said, I am a man of God. He said, do you know what a man of God is? I am a man of God. In other words, I am committed to God. I am set apart unto God. I don't play with these things. Because if you play with these things, it's finished. If you play with these things, your life is finished. That's the truth. That's the truth. Hallelujah. It's, it's something that is flowing in the world. And it has entered the church. Everything, every spirit that is in the world enters the church. Because the church is in the world, even though it is not of the world. So it enters it. So he tells, he tells them, he says, listen, you guys, I've told you how to preserve yourself. Go to, go to that place. Hmm? For God has not called us unto cleanness, but unto holiness. Verse 3, go to verse 3. He, he, sorry, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Next verse. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel, his or her vessel, in sanctification. And honor. It is your honor to God. God did all these things for me. I will honor him with my body. If God is looking for someone to do something with, he will get me to do it with. One day I was there. I was just praying. And God told me, I don't have many people. I was surprised. I was shocked. God said, I don't have many people that I can work with. Try for me. That's what God told me. Try for me. Try. Do your best for me. Hey. I was like, Miss Claire, as a man who talked to you, I don't have many people. Because I've noticed it, that even in my small effort, I'm not perfect. I have problems. Just like you. I'm also, being, I'm also growing through the word of God. And I realized that even in my troubles, God has managed to use me. So I was asking God, why? It's like, Charlie, I realize I'm not. It's true. Everybody, God uses unqualified people. It's the truth. But when he qualifies you, you must maintain yourself and increase yourself in the qualification. Do you understand? So I've been trying to maintain myself. And God said, listen, I don't have many people. Try for me. Hey, try for me. Because there are a lot of people who are into all kinds of things. Who are into all kinds of things. If you want to go forward, as a child of God. I'm not talking about as a pastor. I'm talking like this because I'm a pastor. If you're a businessman and you want your, your business to go all around the world, you can't go all around the world as a, as a fornicator or as a thief. You are a liar. You're a dishonest man. You can't go around the world. You need to be, you need to be by the books. Yeah, you need to be by the books. You need to be correct. The foundation of the Lord stands sure, having the seal. Let everyone who name it the name of the Lord. Do you name the name of the Lord? Yeah. Do you call the name of Jesus? Do you pray in the name of Jesus? It says everyone who, who names the name of the Lord should depart from iniquity. 
should depart from iniquity. Don't think that you cannot withhold iniquity. You cannot be in iniquity and have some things happening. It is not possible. It is not possible. It is not possible. It is not possible. It's not. I have gotten to know experientially that it is not. It's not possible. There are some things you just can't have. Since without holiness, you cannot see God. Is the truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive. Hasn't he received that already? Why is he talking like this? Like it's another category altogether. And I will receive you. And you shall be. Go to the next verse. And will be a father. Is he not our father? He says, I'll have special fatherhood over you because you have decided to present yourself to me. Practically. And I'll be a father. So you can't you can preach. Oh, we can't, everybody can do whatever they want to do. It's not true. That's why we must balance it immediately. After talking about righteousness, we balance it immediately with sanctification. Uh, you, you don't, you, you, uh, righteousness is not a license to sin. It's not a license to foolishness. It's not a license to having multiple sex partners. It's normal to have multiple. They are, these days, the, the ladies are the ones who have multiple sex partners. I've seen ladies who have five boys who are all sleeping with them. One comes on Mondays, the other comes on Tuesdays, the other comes on Wednesday, the other comes on Thursday, the other comes on Friday. Saturday, everybody can come at any time. And Sunday, she's in church. Sunday, she's in church. Sunday, Sabbath, the thing is rest. Then Monday to continue. Hey. And she's in church, she's in the house of God. And she doesn't see anything wrong with it. She doesn't see anything wrong. It's like nothing bad has happened to me. That is, you see, such, such Christians are the ones who can just die. Just like that. Any bad thing can just happen. Can just be kidnapped and beheaded. Something. Because this scripture is not working. It says, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Yeah. Yeah. This scripture does not work much. Why? Because there's a problem. There's a problem. Go to chapter 7 verse 1. Chapter 7 verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. He's talking about cleansing. How do you cleanse? I've showed you the number one way. Isn't it? Through the word. I'll show you this number two way. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, and the spirit. Doing what? Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's why I preach that message on the fear of God. Yeah. You must have the fear of God. If there's no fear of God inside, aish, you'll be on only that gear of forgiveness. And you'll forever be kept on a certain level. Haven't you noticed you've been kept on a certain level? Haven't you noticed? It's like some miracles, some things are not working. Yeah, because there are some things that are not supposed to be there that are there. May the Lord have mercy on us. Go back to that place. First, first Thessalonians. We are chapter 4. I'm finishing. Tell me about he's finishing. Go down. Not in the last of the go, go down. Verse 6. Yeah. Then it says, for, this is verse 7. For God has not called us unto uncleanness. Uncleanness. But unto holiness. Unto cleanness. Cleanness. Sanctification. Holiness. He therefore that despiseth, if you despise what I'm saying, it says, he therefore that despiseth what I'm saying concerning this fornication thing and concerning this defrauding people and keeping your vessel in sanctification. He that despiseth, despiseth not mine, because it's one of the things that a lot of people despise. Oh, what? We have heard uh, that, don't you know that it's difficult? Don't you know that it's difficult? We all know it's difficult. I'm a human being like you. Yeah. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but who? That despising God. Then he says, who also? Who has also given unto us his Holy Spirit? The number two way, and if anything, let me exchange it for number one. The number one way of being holy and sanctified is through the influence of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot be holy. Listen to his name, Holy Spirit. That's his name, Holy Spirit. He makes you holy. Without the Holy Spirit, my brother, my sister, you are making useless efforts to be sanctified or to be holy unto God. It is not possible without the Holy Spirit. 
Have you tried it before? If you've tried, you would know that without the Holy Spirit, it is not possible. It is not possible. It is not possible. You cannot be holy. You cannot be sanctified. Even Jesus gave himself through the Holy Spirit to God. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot be pure. The influence of the Holy Spirit makes you purer than you ever thought. The, inf- the influence of the Holy Spirit will make you wonderful. You'll be surprised that you have gone for a long time and you have not done some things. Some things that don't cross your path any longer. Why? Because you are in constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The more you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more holy you become. Because holiness is as a result of the influence of the Holy Spirit. Finish. Can I show you some scriptures to prove what I'm telling you? How many of you want to be holy? Ah, but I thought you were holy already. So you now you understand, right? Progre- the progressive one. I want to progress in holiness. I want to increase in holiness. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren. Beloved of the Lord. Because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation. The word salvation is soteria. Experience in soteria is all the benefits of salvation. God has chosen you to salvation. How? Through sanctification of the spirit. And belief of the truth. This is the two. First one is sanctification of the spirit. And belief of the truth. What do you mean by sanctification of the spirit? The purification of the spirit. is the Holy. So all you need to do is to ask, Holy Spirit, purify me. Holy Spirit, cleanse me. Holy Spirit, sanctify me. I cannot do it without you. Help me. If you leave me. You see, if you are standing here. The Bible says, let no man, who th- let the man who thinks he stands. Eh? How, do, how does he say? Let's see, you take it lest he fall, isn't it? Let him who thinketh he stand there. Take heed lest he fall. You stand not because you are wild or disciplined or moral. You stand because it is the influence of the Holy Spirit that is working in your life. If the Holy Spirit removes himself for one second, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at your humanness. It is our humanness, it is man's humanness and man's manness that leads to all the problems of this world. That leads to all the foolish things you can think about. Just being a man. If you want to be a man, your sperms will be in Kaswa. Some will be in uh, Asafo. Some will be at Adam. Adam. Your sperms will be everywhere. Just because you want to be a man. Look at Solomon. Solomon just was a man. He was just a man. Thousand recorded. Those are the the recorded ones. Recognize. You know that that they didn't need him well, right? How many of you know that Solomon did not end well at all? Because of the love of women. He died in the temple of idols. His heart departed from the Lord. Nobody who has had a vision of heaven has come back to say that Solomon was there. Nobody. Since people started, people giving people experiences of heaven. Nobody who has walked into heaven has ever met Solomon. The wisest man who ever lived. Nobody has met. Check and see. Nobody has met. Not yet. Maybe he's there and we don't know. Through the sanctification of the spirit. eh? Let's read other versions of this. Let's read uh, Amplified. Easy English says it very nicely. I like how Easy English says it. Do you have it? You can't, you can't have it. Okay. Someone read it for us. But we, brethren, beloved by the Lord, ought and are obligated as those who are in debt to give thanks always to God for you. Because God chose you from the beginning as his first fruits. God, he says, God has chosen you. Say, God has chosen me. His converse for salvation. How? Through the sanctifying work. Hmm? The sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and your belief in adherence to trust in and reliance on the truth. What is the truth? The word, right? Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. Oh Lord. Isn't it? John 17, 17. I showed you, right? Two things. The sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. The sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. It's not possible to do it on your own. That is why if, go, go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 3, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. It's not possible. Holy Spirit, if you leave me, kai, 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 you'll be surprised. So all you need to do is to ask for the, inf- for the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why he's in your life. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. He says, I will not leave you helpless. I will help you. 
What does he help you? He helps you with sanctification. Because he has a sanctifying work, a sanctifying ministry in your life. Not by effort. Not by human effort. If you, if you get into the mode of human effort, you are in, in the law. And it does not work. Have you noticed? When you say, I will not do this thing again, you'll be surprised. You do it seven times before you come to your senses. You need the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, it's not going to work. Without the Holy Spirit, it's not going to work. So we'll end by praying for the influence of the Holy Spirit to make us holy. Look at this. And the very God, the very God of peace, sanctify you holy. Who is the, who is the very God of peace? It's God who does it. He says, may he sanctify you holy. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at the next verse. Faithful is he that calleth you. Who also will do it? Do what? He will sanctify you and preserve you and present you holy without blame. There shouldn't be blame on you when you are leaving. The day you pass out, there shouldn't be blame on you. There shouldn't be any spot, only wrinkle. How is that going to happen? By you continuously requesting, make me, sanctify me, Lord. Do your sanctifying power. Let your sanctifying power overshadow me. Do your sanctifying work in my life in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you'll be surprised. How are you in the church? Look at Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. I'm, I'm, I'm exalting the work of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Because through the work of the Holy Spirit, the second one, which is the ministry of the word, will come automatically. Are you here? Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. My time is up, right? Oh, my time is far past. You've not, you didn't prompt me. I'm sorry. This I say then. Look at the scripture. Read it to me. One to go. This I say then. Walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the It is a timeless principle. This I say then. Walk in the spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. Who shall lead you into all truth. It is the Holy Spirit. Who shall lead you away. From fulfilling the last of the flesh. Lead you away. From all uncleanness, because he is the Holy Spirit. He's holy and he can make you holy and he makes you holy. He's made us holy, but the progressive one is dependent on him and your relationship, not your fellowship life with him. The more you fellowship with him, the more conscious you are of him, the more holy you become. Why? Because if you walk in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How do you walk in, up in the spirit? By talking to him, by asking him to help you. Helping the Holy Spirit. Is that too difficult to do? Is that too difficult to do? It's very simple. Dear Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Without you, me, I'll surprise you. I'll spoil everywhere. Help me. Help me. Purify my life. Purify my heart. Let me be as gold and precious silver. Purify my heart. Let me be as gold, pure gold. Refinest fire. My heart's one desire is to be holy. Hmm? My heart's one desire is to be holy. Set apart for you, my Lord, is to be holy. Set apart for you, my master. Ready to do your will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walk in the spirit. It's the influence of the Holy Spirit that causes you to walk continuously. He says, the automatic thing is that as you walk in the spirit, the flesh goes away. What it means is that if you are not walking in the spirit, what are you doing? The flesh. There's no neutral point. I was having a discussion with my wife yesterday. There's no neutral point. It's either you are here or you are there. You cannot say, I'm not here, but I'm not there. It's a lie. If you are not walking in the spirit, the automatic thing, whether you know it or not, is that you are walking in the flesh. Walking in the Holy Spirit is good for your business. It's good for your life. It's good for your marriage. It's good for everything concerning your life. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit is not for pastors. It's for everyone. And he will lead you into all truth. He will remind you of things you never thought you would have. He will take away your attention so much that you don't remember 
what the sin that so easily besets you. Because it's the means of looking unto Jesus to utter and finish off your faith. Are you in the church? Do you like the message? That's why I said it's the best. Because it makes all the difference. Jude chapter 1 verse 24. Jude 1 24. I've closed. Jude 1 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before God, before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Next verse. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Unto him who is able to keep you from falling. Who is able to keep you from falling? The Holy Spirit. He is able to keep you from falling. He is able to preserve you. He is able. So yes, we are sanctified instantaneously through the ministry of the Spirit. Because of the work of God in Christ. But then, there is continuous or progressive sanctification which you and I must ensure by our fellowship life with the Holy Spirit dear Holy Spirit influence my life dear Holy Spirit you are holy let your name be my life help me in my work with you and you find yourself going higher and higher more sanctified and set apart for God and you'll be surprised that every good work that he has to do he will choose you You'll be shocked at how far you will go. You cannot speak to the nations. You cannot touch the world from where you are without the Holy Spirit. It's not going to work. He makes you and He sets you apart for His holy use. Hallelujah. Rise upon your feet and just make a request. Just talk to Him. Dear Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me not walk in the, according to the course of this world. Help me flow in your miracle working ability. Talk to the Holy Spirit right now. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at ChristWorldINC.com. God bless you.